Agua. How do you de-escalate when you've had an argument with someone you love, with your husband, and you said something, or your best friend, and you've said something, or your daughter, your son, or your mom, your dad, and you've said something that you really wish you hadn't said? I'm Rick Sanchez, and this is the Rick Sanchez Podcast, and I want to talk to you today about something that we all have to deal with from time to time, and it's anger. But anger is normal, and it's okay every once in a while to get angry about something, and then we get over it. But there's something that we're going to be focusing on today that I want you to focus on with me, because this is called flash anger. It's a different kind of anger. It's the kind of anger that just consumes you. I mean, I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about, right? This happens to me. It happens to you. It's, it happens to everybody. My God, I remember when I was a kid and I watched my dad do this. <laughs> he used to do something. where, So I'm in the car with my dad, usually an old Impala, Chevrolet Impala. And um, somebody does something that pisses him off, cuts him off, makes an illegal left turn, stops abruptly. And my dad would get so angry and I would hear him say, son of a bitch, son of a bitch. <laughs> and that, you know, I know for those of you who are not Latinos, maybe you don't know, but he's trying to say son of a bitch. But he would say, son of a bitch. And then I was, <laughs> but his face would get red and he was so angry and so furious. And I could see in that moment that he was having a moment of flash anger and it would get the best of him. And I was embarrassed for him. Just like my daughter today is embarrassed for me when she and I have been in the car and somebody has done it to me. And I, just like my dad Paco, would do the same thing. And what would I do? I would get angry. I would yell. I would get up next to the guy and I'd shoot him a bird. Right? That's flash anger. We all have it. And we have to learn how to deal with it. I mean, look, there's, there's this whole scientific explanation for this. And, I, and, and, and we should talk about this. I'm going to give you the steps that are important because we all did. I know, especially certain times of the year, we get frustrated. We get frustrated at work. And it really fills us with anger. And we keep it inside. And we don't know what the hell we're going to do with it. And I want you to know that these moments... When you become a dick, because we all do, or, you know, and, and, and this is female or male, by the way, you could be, you, you, just, you just know what you're doing. You, you're just really angry and you can't control it. And sometimes you let it last longer than it should. And all that is, is your primal brain, man. It's chemicals. It's the way we were designed. We're supposed to be angry when we see, I guess, the saber-toothed tiger coming at us and we need to, you know, fight or flight. And it's that anger that fills us with these chemicals that make us grow, right? And you're angry. You're angry. You're angry. I, it's, it's perfectly understandable. But what we learn to do now that we've been in this planet for a couple of minutes and we're not cave people anymore is you allow the neocortex to kick in. That's your advanced brain. And your advanced brain is the one that kicks in and says, wait a minute, let me take a beat and let me deal with this. So your primal brain is the anger, shoot the bird. Your advanced brain is the neocortex that then kicks in. It says, take a beat, take a breath, 
react differently. That guy who cut you off, let it go. Maybe he was having a bad day. Maybe he didn't mean to do it. Let go of the anger and spare yourself from making an idiot out of yourself in front of your daughter or your husband or your wife or whoever's in the car or your friend. And all of a sudden they see a side of you that makes them go. I have these friends. I like to play golf from time to time. And I've played with friends. And you go out there because you want to have a good time. I've seen guys pick up golf clubs and throw them in the lake. I've seen guys miss a shot and then break their clubs over their knee. I mean, it's, oh my God, it's so embarrassing. That's anger. That's that, that's that flash anger that we all get from, from time to time. And so do I, by the way. And I'm going to take you through some stories. And I'm sure you have some stories yourself about what to do with this specific kind of anger. Flash anger that makes you act out, that makes you regret, which puts you in a really bad place and can really cause you some damage. Hey, look, this is real. I want to give you an example now of uh, someone who's probably the most famous person in the world right now, who recently, I think, suffered from flash anger. He shot the bird, right? He shot the bird. And I'm, you know, I'm finding myself making the motion now. I apologize if any of you guys are watching me on television. I don't mean to be shooting you the bird. I'm just saying, people, when, when we do this and we shoot the bird, it's like that flash anger that kicks in. I'm talking about Elon Musk. Elon Musk has the most enviable company and the most enviable stock probably in the entire world for decades now. This guy comes along and he become, and, and he creates something that's different. Something that's aspirational, something that's inspirational, something where he says to the world, there's a better way of doing it, and it's cleaner, and it's safer. And for those of you who are concerned about global warming, my product is not a combustible. And everybody who thinks it's cool suddenly starts following Elon Musk. And what do they do? They buy Teslas. It's cool to drive a Tesla right? And Elon Musk's stock, Tesla stock, goes to 300. Yay, 300, man. Because it's one of the best companies in the world. And everybody's talking about Tesla, Tesla, Tesla. And wow, what a company, what a man, what a leader, what a dude. This guy's amazing. Then Elon Musk has a case of flash anger, right? And what's he do? He gets angry. I guess this whole thing with Twitter that he went into, which I never understood, but he buys Twitter and then he uses Twitter to lash out at, I guess, Democrats. Okay, you want to lash out at Democrats? Democrats are worthy of being lashed out at. Liberal Democrats certainly have their faults. And I could see where somebody could lash out at Democrats, just like I could see somebody could lash out at conservative Republicans. But he lashes out at Democrats specifically. He goes as far as to say that Democrats are all hateful, that they're the party of hate. And he and he and he says on Twitter, this like like this, this, what does this sound like? This sounds like my dad, right? This sounds like a guy who's driving down the road with his kid or me driving down the road with my daughter, Savannah. And all of a sudden somebody pulls out in front of me and I get pissed off and I shoot the person, the bird. 
Well, this is Elon Musk kind of driving down the road. And I guess somebody <laughs> said something or did something to him in the Democratic Party that pissed him off. So he says that all Democrats are, uh, are, are hateful, that they're a party of hate. And he then pronounces to all his followers that everyone should vote Republican and not vote Democrat. Now, that seems extreme, right? But that's what he said. So what happens? Well, these are real life consequences that we're talking about. This is a real story. And I'm using this as an example of what we sometimes need to do to calm ourselves. Because I don't think Elon Musk, and he probably knows at this point, he probably shouldn't have said that. Or he probably should have said it in a different way. Obviously, he should criticize Democrats. You should criticize Democrats and Republicans and everybody else. But you should do it contextually, right? Well, he didn't do it contextually. I mean, to say that somebody is the party of hate, that's kind of hateful, right? So what happens? Well, um, according to Morning Consult, who recently did a study, people who self-describe themselves as Democrats have now decided they hate Tesla and they're not going to buy Teslas anymore. What the hell? Listen to this. The favorability among self-described self Democrats has fallen to 10.4%. Only 10.4% of self-described Democrats now view Elon Musk and Tesla favorably. And I guess that's the number in November, but it, back in October, it had already gone down to 20-something percent. So it's gone from 20-something percent to 10 percent when it used to be something like 50 or 60 percent. Why? Well, apparently Democrats, because, you know, global warming and, you know, yada, yada, they believe that Tesla and Elon Musk was their company and they felt comfortable in every, most liberals or people who identify as liberal or progressive or Democrat or whatever you want to call it, they were going out and buying Teslas. But not anymore. So here's a guy, I know what you're thinking. Yeah, he's a billionaire so many times over. No, I mean, this still matters to him. It's his company. And now he's had to go the other way and he stepped down and he says, I, I don't want to be <laughs> in charge of Twitter anymore. It would be like me or maybe my dad saying, look, I don't want to drive in traffic anymore because every time I find myself driving in traffic, I get pissed off and I do embarrassing things that I'm going to later regret. Now Elon Musk may be saying to himself, oh my God, I get so angry. I did some things I'm now regretting. Here's another study, by the way, just using this as an example. This is heuristic, right? We do this podcast. We do the Rick Sanchez podcast here on Agua Media because I think Every Wednesday, every Tuesday, pardon me, every Monday, every Wednesday, and every and every Friday, we, we, we focus on things that we can learn from. Sometimes they can come from news. Sometimes they come from my life. Sometimes they come from your life when you reach out to me and tell me what's going on, and we use that as an example. Staying with uh, Elon Musk, for example, here's a YouGov survey. That's YouGov, you know, U-Y-O-U-G-O-V. Survey tracks the opinions from different political affiliations. It's found as well. Self-described liberals now view Tesla, Elon Musk's company, the guy who shot a bird at them, right, more negatively than conservatives. And now remember, when this whole thing started, conservatives didn't like Tesla. They had a negative view of Tesla. You know, they thought it was too woke or whatever. So now he's gained some 
conservatives, but not enough, I guess, to buy enough cars to undo the damage he's done to himself with uh, with progressives. So obviously what we're looking at now is something that seems dumb, right? On its face. And and what is it? It's flash anger, man. This is this is that thing called flash anger. It's that it's that that's that primal brain that we all have that makes us react with anger. Just like when we were, I guess, formed by this universe or by our gods or whatever it is that you believe that thinks made you at some point primordial, gave you that instinct. Maybe it was the fight or flight. Maybe it was the ability to, to have to run away from that dinosaur or that saber-toothed tiger or whatever it is that gave you the ability to immediately have something kick in. Those, 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 those chemicals that go into your brain into your cortex and they make you react a certain way. So we all have that. Elon Musk has that. Everybody has that. But you need to be able to control it or de-escalate. How do you do that? How do you how do you how do you de-escalate when you've had an argument with someone you love, with your husband, and you said something, or your best friend, and you've said something, or your daughter, your son, or your mom or your dad, and you've said something that you really wish you hadn't said because you had a case of flash anger. I, you know, I call it shooting the bird. That's kind of what it is. It's that, it's that reaction, that reactive brain. That's why, you know, you, you, you eventually need to get to the place where you could use your advanced brain, not your primal brain, right? The experts call that the neocortex where you need to take a beat. So we know that. You know that. I mean, you don't have to listen to this podcast to know that when everybody knows that, you know, the old count to 10, right? Take a breath. Walk away. Walk away. Don't do it. But it's hard. So I want to go through some of the steps that I think work for me. Now, remember, I always say this to you. The only reason I'm qualified to give you advice is because I'm a fucking loser. I have made so many mistakes in my life that I feel like my uh, my losses are now becoming my gain and I want to share them with you. That's all. I have failed so many times and I've won so many times. I've lost millions of dollars and I've started a billion dollar company. I had the highest position you could possibly have in network news in the United States, the top anchor and most highest rate and, and the most and the highest rated anchor. That would be tautologist to say the most highest rated. So let me just say the highest rated anchor at CNN for a good while. And I lost it because I said something stupid and I was fired. So again, I'm not saying this because I'm trying to say that I know everything. I don't. But I do know enough after my 60 some years on this earth to be able to share with you the things that I know that have mattered for me and what are the processes and the strategies that I've used that work for me, right? In very simple, concrete terms. That's all I do. And, and I've been thinking a lot about this because, well, because, you know, I too have these emotions. I too have anger issues. We all do. It's natural. It's, 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 it's in our DNA, man. It's there. 
So obviously, look, the first thing is what we've already talked about. Take a beat. Think before you speak. That moment of anchor, that, that punch in the face you feel, that flushness that you feel, you, you literally feel heat. You, you touch yourself and, and you're hot. And they say he's, you know, he got all hot. He's heated up. Yeah, you are. It, it is actually a physical reaction where you feel intense. There's a fire brewing inside you. It's the heat of the moment. Heard the expression, the heat of the moment? There actually, there actually is a heat of the moment. And when you recognize that heat of the moment, because someone has said something to you or done something to you that makes you angry, you need in that moment to not say something that you will later regret. So I know it's hard, but you got to walk away. You got to take that beat. Then. Step two, wait, whatever the specified amount of time is, right? When you're no longer feeling that heat, when you've literally, think about this physiologically, right? Think of the physiological response in your body. You're no longer hot. You have, what's the term we use? You've cooled down. It's true. You literally feel yourself. You will cool down. You're no longer hot. You are now cold. It's a physiological response. When you feel cooler, you express your concerns. You express your concerns. The difference is now you're not going to use the middle finger. Now you're going to use words. And it's it's really important that when you do that, um, you use the right words right? Um, so think before you speak. It's easy to say something you're going to regret later. Take a few moments to collect your thoughts before you say anything and allow others involved in the situation to do the same. Remember, the person who made you angry is also possibly angry. Let that person also have their cool off period. And then when the situation is cooler, literally, <laughs> as soon as you're thinking more clearly, then express your frustration in, in a non-confrontational way. That's the most important thing you can do. And uh, they sh it should be done clearly and it should be done uh, directly. I th I think sometimes that there's ways to do that. And I'm going to explain to you because I think, I think sometimes just to be able to say, well, wait till you cool down. Well, wait till you cool down and then do what, right? By the way, I got to throw something else in here, which really matters to me. And maybe it can matter to you too. And I think it probably will. For me, I'm just going to give this piece of advice. And if it fits you, great, use it. Get some exercise. Get some exercise. When you're lost in, in, in thoughts that are filling you with frustration and anger, phys physical activity, endorphins really work. Physical activity can reduce stress. It really can. And, and if you feel your anger escalating, separate yourself from that place, wherever the hell it is you are. Go for a walk. I go for jogs. 
I wake up in the morning. Every morning, I wake up a little anxious. I don't know why. It's my most anxious time of the day. Maybe because I'm thinking of all the things I have to do when I get anxious. So the first thing I do, and you know, you can ask the guys here around me right now, our team here, and they'll tell you, oh, he hasn't gone for his jog yet. He's being an ass. <laughs> it's like, and, and I'll tell him, I, I, I need to go run. I'm just going to go. I'm going to go run. I'm going to take, I'm going to go for two, three miles and come back. And, and in that jog, I find myself, my endorphins kick in. For me, it's better than booze and it's better than drugs. And I think it could probably work for you, you know? Um, and by the way, timeouts are not just for kids. Timeouts are really important. It's that break you need. It's that few, it's that moment of quiet time that help you feel better, that get rid, gets rid of the irritation. I mean, timing really is everything. So make sure before you decide to deal with your anger, be in the right place. My advice, separate yourself from the physical moment, go outside, sit under a tree, climb a tree, shoot some buckets. I like to play basketball, play a game of tennis, go for a jog, go for a walk, whatever it is, separate yourself physically, right? Geographically, as well as emotionally. Because that's the only way that you're then going to be able to deal with, uh, with your situation. Um, you know, I think it's really important to identify as well what the possible solutions are. And remember, you can't think of a solution when you're angry because the only thing you're going to think of is how to make yourself less angry. How do I make myself less angry? I know. I'll tell that SOB what I think about them. That's not a solution. You know, you, you, you literally have to remind yourself that anger is not going to fix anything and it can it can more it could possibly make the situation much worse so a calm approach to the problem um, will reveal the solution have you ever been in a conversation and you don't know where it's going but you start it and then along the way you start seeing things that you didn't see when you started the conversation you're having a conversation with your best friend who you're now angry at or your wife or your husband and you're talking about something and you went in thinking you really hurt my feelings you really made me angry about something you did and i want to talk about this and let me tell you my perspective and then they listen to you and then they say is it okay if i now share my perspective with you and then you start hearing their perspective and and you're actually hearing it because you're in a good place now and you start realizing oh my god just as I felt hurt, she feels hurt. Let me try and see if I can understand. And now before you know it, you're coming up with solutions. And what the hell is a solution? A solution is the middle ground, right? That place where two people who have a problem can find themselves without feeling like they've beaten the other person up. That they didn't come with a bludgeoning tool right? We've always heard the expression, not a fist, but an open hand. Not a fist, but an open hand. And when you're angry, you literally, you know, let's talk again about physiological reactions. You feel the tension when you're angry? You feel it? 
you know, you feel the tightness in your face. You feel the your clenched fist. Some people open their hands and they can't close them. They're like this. Their hands are wide open and, and they just, because they're angry and they can't close them. And suddenly, it's not until you feel the difference of the calmness that you find a way to f finally feel good about yourself and you're able to find a conversation that leads you to a solution. Let me tell you something about how you do that. I'm a big believer in understanding personal pronouns. You know what a personal pronoun is? I, me, you, personal pronouns. Those, those words that we use that are often used to attack. And my advice is when it comes to personal pronouns, leave out the you and make it more about the I. And, and, and let me tell you what I mean. Instead of saying, your problem is, you should say, I felt this way. So you hurt me, not good. I felt hurt, good. So when you're choosing your personal pronouns and you're in a conversation with someone, always try and use the words that are less hurtful. And that means use the personal pronouns that describe what you feel and not what somebody else is. And that's, I mean, a perfect example. I felt hurt by what you said. I'm sorry that I felt hurt, but I did. As opposed to, you hurt me. You're a bad person. You're evil. You're this. You're a jerk. You're an ass. See? The difference between the personal pronouns is vast when you're involved in uh, any kind of conversation. And I, I think it's... It's a word. It's like, my God, look at the difference. I versus you. Try and make it about I and not about you. Because you is an attack word, right? You're talking about what the other person does. Here's an opportunity for you to express what you're feeling. And that way the other person can then come up with a solution for your feeling. I felt hurt. Reaction. I'm sorry I hurt you. See the difference? You hurt me. You're an ass. No, you're an ass. See the difference? <laughs> it's so obvious, right? And But again, you probably can't get to that position because of the way we're physiologically built. You know, fight or flight, the primordial brain versus the advanced brain. So it means that you have to get yourself in the right place before you can do that. And that's all about, look, I am a big believer in relaxation. You have. I, I do the breathing a lot. And as you get older, I think you get better at this. But it literally is to relax yourself, you have to breathe. And it means literally holding it for at least seven seconds. And that means, and I'll do it for you right here. It's very simple. It's, and you're counting. 1,001, 1,002, 1,003, 1,004, 1,005, 1,006, 1,007. That's what works for me. If you want to go five, you've got to go six. It doesn't matter. But it's literally. That was a deep breath. I try to focus on about seven seconds 
when I get to that seven seconds, I hold it for seven seconds, right? So after you get to that in, right, that Now you're at seven seconds there. Now you literally try and count and hold it in for seven seconds and just stay there. And then you let it out. And when you're letting it out, try and count another seven seconds. So it's seven seconds in, seven seconds hold, seven seconds out. Seven seconds in, seven seconds hold, seven seconds out. That's breathing. By the way, it, don't get hung up with the seven seconds. Four seconds is fine. Five seconds is fine. Ten seconds if you're a marathon runner, you know. But it's really important that you do just just, just this. I'm going I'm to do it. I'm going to be obnoxiously loud so you can feel it. But th this is what I do. Sometimes I do this late at night when I want to put myself to sleep because for some reason my brain is overloaded and I can't sleep. So I'll just do this. Do you hear that? That was slow, deep breath in. Hold the breath. Slow, deep breath out. You'd be surprised. I almost sound, I know I feel a little silly even doing this and talking about this, but you would be surprised how proper breathing can put you in the mood that you're searching for. It, it just really can. I, I have literally at times, and I never thought I'd say this because, you know, I'm not a, you know, I'm not one of these guys who's, uh, you know, a guru of yoga or all these things. But man, I got to tell you, if you can learn and be comfortable with deep uh, breathing, relaxation, exercises, proper breathing, you really can make yourself more comfortable. You can relax. You can literally put yourself to sleep. And most cardiologists will tell you, you will add years to your life. Just breathing properly will add years to your life. I think it's probably one of the most important things we can do. And then finally, and I have to say this because this is really important. Because what, what we've been talking about is the ability to get rid of that flash anger that we all get. And I know a lot of that is going around these days with all the issues that we're having with the economy, with inflation, with talk of recession, with news media that's constantly trying to fire us up and make us angry to the point where we're angry at everybody who we don't think is part of our club, whatever the hell that club is. You know, whether you're a greenie or a blue or a red or whatever the hell you are. Um, everybody's mad at somebody and everybody's looking for the next Karen to be mad at them and feel superior to them. And unfortunately, all that does is cause anger in our lives. And then on top of that, we snap when somebody cuts in front of us or when somebody in our family says something that upsets us or when our best friend lets us down or when something happens with a coworker. So all of these things are constantly happening and we don't know what the right strategy or mechanism is to be able to deal with that. So that's why I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, and we use, you know, Elon Musk as an example of a guy who's probably lost, what, upwards of 20 to $30 billion with his stock going from 300 to 111? 300 to 111, that's 70 some percent of share price loss. 
which means billions and billions of dollars that he's lost because one day he got angry and shot a bird. Now, you know, I hope you don't do something that makes you lose millions of dollars or in Elon's case, billions of dollars. And look, he's not a bad person. I hope he gets it back. I hope, you know, he, he is a smart guy, you know, and he is an able human being. And I think he found himself in a situation where his emotions got the best of him. And it's hurt him. People who used to love the guy are now not so much liking the guy. And it's no different than the things that we do to the people that we love. And it could be your husband, or it could be your wife, or it could be your daughter, or it could be your mother. How many times haven't you hurt somebody that you know you really care for? How many people in your life that you, hit, you, you maybe even haven't even talked to for a year or so? Because somewhere along the line, you snapped. Or maybe they snapped. So yes, it is important to take that beat, to think before you speak, to wait to be calm before you express your concerns. It is important for me to find that place. It's exercise for me. It may be something else for you. Separate yourself geographically. Take that time out. Take that time out. Identify possible solutions by engaging in proper conversation. And you don't do that by saying you. You do that by saying I. Share who you are and what you're feeling, not what you think of somebody else. Personal pronouns matter. Pick the right one. Don't hold a grudge. It's hard, I know, but you can't hold grudges. What's the end point of the grudge? Is it five minutes? Is it five days? Is it five months? Is it five years? Or is it, as we've read in books for some people, 50 years? Wars have been started. Thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people have died for grudges. Practice your relaxation skills. Breathing is important. Know how and know that it works. And if all of that, if all of that isn't enough, and you've listened to this podcast and you've played it again and again just to remind you of some of the things that maybe can work for you, and still you can't get off the schneid, you can't get yourself to not be angry, do me a favor. Do yourself a favor. Seek help. Because there are times when we can't find the solution for ourselves. And you have to find somebody who you can talk to. Maybe it's not somebody you know. Maybe it's a counselor. Maybe it's your rabbi. Maybe it's your priest. I don't know who it is. It's certainly good. And I believe in therapy. And I've used therapy in my life from time to time. And a good therapist can help you. And they're all over the place. And don't be afraid. And it doesn't mean you're bad. And it doesn't mean you're weak. It doesn't mean any of those things. It means you've come to a point in your life where you've tried to exercise some of the things that I have just described to you. And somehow, you're still in that funk. And it's really important that you get out of that funk for your own health, for your own sake, and for the sake of those around you. So really, the fifth or the final, I guess I had nine suggestions that I've given you on this day. The ninth suggestion then is this one. 
if, if you can't figure things out for yourself, don't be afraid to bring someone else in to figure it out with you. The best person to deal with is the person that you had the problem with. The next best person, obviously, is somebody who's close to you, who you trust. But if you can't do that, then seek therapy. Find someone outside of your situation altogether. Bring in that external force. Someone who's experienced. They're all over the place. And they want to help you. And more often than not, your insurance covers it. And even if not, it's not that expensive. And there are people out there who will even do it for free. So it is important to seek that help. You know, we use the case of Elon Musk because he happens to be a guy in the news who we watched kind of let things get away from him. And, and, and there's an actual price to pay. I mean, my God, we started this podcast by my own shock as I woke up today and I turned on CNBC just to check and see what's going on in the business world. And they were all talking about the Elon Musk's stock is tanking. And of course, look, there are other reasons. There's the macroeconomic reasons of what's going on with China and what's going on with the economy and inflation. And there's a lot of companies that are tanking, but not like this. So I started doing a little homework and I started seeing what's going on with Elon Musk himself. Is it possible that Elon Musk, the person, is causing Elon Musk's company to be affected? Sure enough, there it is. There's the studies. There's the public opinion polls. There's the things that he has said that has driven away the people who loved him most. Don't do that in your life. I'm Rick Sanchez, and this is the Rick Sanchez Podcast. And we do this because I, it helps me, by the way, to share whatever I know with you. I always joke that the only reason I know a little bit is because I've lost a lot. Well, I want to share with you what I know. And I do it on Mondays and Wednesdays and Fridays. And I hope that you get something out of this. Let me know. I'd love to hear from you. We're at aguamedia.com. This podcast, the Rick Sanchez podcast, is part of aguamedia.com, Aguamedia Enterprises. And by the way, you can uh, find it wherever you get your podcast. We're on Spotify and we're on Apple and we're pretty much ubiquitous. We're all over the place. I want to say thank you to you for your time and for checking in so often. We're now getting tens of thousands of people who are listening to what we're saying. And I'm, you know, kind of honored by the fact that you even care to listen to what I might have to think. But I'll keep doing it as long as you're there. We'll be looking for you again. Dale. Andale. Vamos con todo. And Happy New Year. Agua. 